Daddy in the Mizrach with the standard. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay, very nice. Okay, um, uh, I chose, to, I choose rather than chose. Oh, Want to sing a song or something like that? I always say Jews should never complain about Mashiach coming late. He's Jewish. They say when it says in an invitation, Seven o'clock, they read Bidiyuk, it's a Russia Tavis in, in Yiddish or German. Bidiyuk and Velen Komen. Until the Jews show up. Okay, can we say, why are you standing, young man? There must be. Here, there's a chair right here. It's only, I, I, my bark is much bigger than my bite. I slap only people I really like. Right? And that's only if they say something which I expect them to say good and they say something stupid. But if I don't expect, it's okay. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> right? Right, Yossi? The only people I scream at. Okay, um... Uh, I have chosen to discuss this, uh, oh God, hello. Hi there. How many of you guys going to Poland? How many are not going to Poland? <laughs> the rest. Okay. I'll be blunt with you. I never went there. I don't want to go there. Uh, I find it meaningless for myself and actually painful. And since I, uh, I've been asked multitudes of times to lead groups to Poland, and found it for me, in a Shabbat you know what I mean? I think that the pain involved of going through what is there, for me at least, is uh, is much more traumatic than what revach would I have. Go to the Heiligezeitis Kaiver. Yesterday was his youth site. Yeah, my wife's great grandfather. You know what I mean? 
So I'm, in, I'm, I'm a, what they call an ear einakul. You know, ear is in Yiddish, her. I'm an ear einakul. You know, <laughs> so you call sitra the nukfa. I don't know if it works. You can, you can come a rabbit like that, right? I think he's above 45. He's also say ear einakul, right? He's also like uh, married into the family. Yeah, I still remember I once met Rav Shleimel above, that's the, the Rebbe, like I tell you, Shleimel was the, the, the father of this one, actually. And I'm a clean-shaven guy from heaven yeshiva, and he touches my skin and says, As I kicked, I saw my looks at Einaku. That's what my looks at Einaku looks out like. So he says, says, yo. Seems to be that yes. <laughs> that was my answer. What did he want from me? Anyway, but the, the truth of the matter is, I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I personally have never gone to this, but I have seen multitudes of people who have gone, and if they went in a prepared, mature way, they walked out with something. If they went out with some campy, NCSY, emotional, inspiring high, they walked out with nothing. And that's the answer. But Chavala Lekesif. So the question is, how does one do this in a mature way? So before you go further, one has to ask, hello, you must find a seat. There is a seat somewhere, right? You took the last seat. Get him a chair. Come on, be chesed. You're going to a mailach, adirab, and all that other funny stuff. Help somebody, right? But what are you going for? To sing adirab, right? Uh, well, where else do you go? Okay, and you got to figure out a shver more to discuss when you get to the remorse caver. And when you go to the Megala Amukis, I'm curious if you know what to say, what to think. Oh, but he, he, this is the caver of Yosel of the Kamsin, you'll tell over the Kalabach story, right? 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 And you go to Tesis Yomtuf, you'll say a shver to Tesis Yomtuf in Tyrus. You know, you'll think about it in front of your conscience. <laughs> you don't know any Tesis Yomtuf with a shver in Tyrus, so what are you doing there? Okay. And when you go to the Maral's cave, you think, <laughs> you know, I'm also a goylem. You must have made me too. No, really, but uh, what are we going for? What's the goal? I mean, you, if you don't do this, I mean, anything you do, you must somehow think, like, the Gemara always asks the question, like, what's the source of this, of this will, of this... Uh, uh, expenditure of this trip. Can you sit and learn? Goodness sakes, I don't understand. They asked me, I was in Tiferet, did you go to the cave of the Rambam? says, no. Why not? Because he's alive. I read him every day. <laughs> Why should I go to his grave? I, 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 I talk to him. I do. So you know what I mean? So I, I, I come, not in a vision. I read the Yadachazaka. I read by Nebuchim. I don't understand. Why should I go to graves? Why do you go to graves? Do you have an emotional attachment to Rebbe Meilich? When's the last time you had... Does anybody know who the Bach was to say you have an emotional attachment to the Bach? You may have looked up in Ozva Hodder. They have said, you know... <laughs> do you have a, uh, an emotional attachment to the Tzitzit Yomtif? He was a jailbird. He was in jail for a while. I don't know. I'm trying to say... Like, what exactly are you doing in those graves? This is... I know when I was in America as a kid, the only grave I knew about, you know, was the Friedrich Rebbe's grave in Queen. And Elvis in Graceland. I mean, who else would want a grave? What grave hopping? Only Israelis want grave hopping. They love going to graves here. You take your, it's really like necrophilia. They love dead people. And I'm going to go to this grave and this grave and that grave and that grave. Have you ever been to Zaharia Navi's grave? Yeah. Call it Kavod Lecha. 
you were the only tzaddik in this dumb. Everyone's else going all the way to Krakow to meet the Ramon and Meiluch. You know what I mean? We were Meiluch and that's yesterday. Oh, but Shailah Kerstira, the Rebbe with the mice. Are you kidding? They came from all over the world. You know what I mean? From Israel. Did they go to Shaya Navi's grave? No. Why, they have an emotional attachment to a, to, to a, to a celestial mice catcher. Like, what, what, what's the story? What drives people? What, what are people doing? I'm asking a serious question. Why are so many people were in Luzetsk yesterday? And my son was there. He came from London. He was there. He sent me pictures, okay? You know what I mean? He told me, you know, then, so I just rode back and watched a bit of Tyra. Color, you're wasting your time. Okay, believe me, you know, you're a grave. You know, <laughs> you want a caver? A little tire is a caver. I don't understand. What are you doing? You have to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Any Gemara will always ask you, my taima, Manalan, you're supposed to ask about yourself. Like, where's this really coming from? An honest truth. Okay? And obviously, my nafkamina, my benahu. Where does this lead to? What is the reality that this will bring? You have a goal, right? Or you're just going for some cute little experience because everyone's doing it. My sister did it, and I feel like, why not? You know, you know what I mean? And then I think maybe you're going into a root, uh, you know, a, a familial root search, which is very nice. But that only makes sense if your family comes from parts of Galicia, or uh, mostly Galicia and, and a bit of Volin, you know, going further south down. If you go, if you guys go to Mizrich, Ukraine is closed, so you're not going to Uman. Sorry, okay. And Krakow was 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 the historic capital of Galicia. Okay, that's where you're going. Okay, so uh, how many of you come from that? Your families come from that part of the world. Raise your hands. But some I'm sure you were Hungarian by, with that name, you know what I mean? Are you serious? Okay, so I have all the five people. So that means most of them are not going for roots. Yossi, where is your family from? Ingerin? Um, no, uh, Romania. Romanian. Romanian. No, so you're too south. They're not going there. Well, we're going you're not going to Visions in Grosvarden. Sorry. We're going to all the camps that they were in. Camps? Oh, you, oh you, you have this idea of death camps. Not an idea. What? We're going you, to you're draw, are you drawn to death camps? No. No. So why are you going? To see what they went through. You won't see anything. It's totally artificial. You see Kimat nothing. Literally. I can suggest some good movies if you want. Try the gray zone. I saw it in South Africa in a Tishabov. Terrible. Really, literally graphic description of the crematoriums and the works. Like in the most graphic way possible. That's like something you can obviously additional. You'll get a, a much profounder Holocaust experience by seeing, you can write it down, the gray zone. Okay. I remember it must have been 10 years ago, 12 years ago, in, in Dominican, in, in South Africa, is that, you know, you do Kinnis, and then after there's a movie, right? In Shul. They put the movie in Shul. So I was in Claremont. I, I learned, you know, how this is 20 years ago? Because now they have this other fellow there. Uh, we used to be very learned way back then. 
And uh, I remember I saw a movie, first time I, I, I don't usually see movies, but a movie on Tishabov is going to Santi, you can do it without popcorn. You know, a, a movie on Tishabov was the gray zone. It was very shaky. It was really something, um, uh, and I grew up in a Holocaust family, you know what I mean? Really like my mom. I lost a brother there, okay? Uh, Twelve uncles and aunts, grandparents, you know, the family was decimated. My father was the only one left. And he lost a son and a wife, okay? You know what I mean? Really destroyed, okay? And, 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 but this moved me more than anything. So, if you're looking, if you're looking for Holocaust ex- emotional experiences to feel guilty about that you're alive, in order to, to, to catapult you into doing something meaningful, because you somehow feel bad, so why, do, why am I around? That's usually the reaction that many people have. It's also the reaction why many people will not marry out after they do these, uh, these trips. They suddenly realize that, wow, you know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're, so many people died for being Jewish, how can I marry out? Or things like that. that, that those are things that happen. So I understand why. The guilt of survival. Many survivors suffered from guilt. Enormously. By the way, there are books on my generation. The children of survivors are a bit mentally impaired. Uh, that's why they're all workaholics, etc. Yeah, we're all crazy. You have to understand. That's why we did a lot of good things in this world. Okay. If you think of all the uh, survivor children coming from Chicago, which uh, which are Rosh Hashivas, Dayanim, I don't know what. It's it, a disproportionate reality. Uh, yeah, because. I remember growing up, I had to vicariously live the life of all my 12 uncles and aunts and my older brother on my shoulders since I was three or four. Okay? Yeah, we're crazy. That's granted. But why would you want that? Do you need guilt? I'm trying to ask myself a question. Are you looking for guilt to feel a connection to your nation? Is that what you're looking for? I have to know. I want to know. I want to know. I think everybody should be sitting down and asking himself, what is the goal of the trip? What do I want to walk out with? Because it's only if you have a specific goal, then you have to start chartering the strategy of how to use the trip to attain that goal. And I'm going to say it again. Yes, there are multiple of the people which did this wisely and really grew beautifully out of it. Only those who had a defined goal orientation. The trip is really, it it, it depends on what you want to make out of it. So I'm going to say again, for the multitudes of you, it's not roots. It's not even true. It's actually quite artificial, because what you're going to be seeing in these little shtetelach, if you are, if you went to Ukraine, you'd have more shtetelach, is not the typical Jewish life found in the, before World War II. Most of the Jews lived in the big cities, believe me, they were very, very developed cities, Warsaw, Lodge, etc., very industrial big cities, and overwhelmingly they were at least 80% not religious. Grodna was overwhelmingly not a show, Grodna, Shimonskop, <laughs> it was overwhelmingly not religious, it was leftist, Bundist, communist, socialist, not Shemeshavis. Isaiah was a die in there, okay? I'm telling you what it was. Warsaw was overwhelmingly not observant. You know, so you're going to get these cute little things of Mezhbuz or this and that, and you're going to feel, oh, all the Jews, you're going to go back to the fairy tales, you know, the stories they told you, the Shemtov stories, 
uh, you're going to take yourself back to some artificial reality, which actually doesn't reflect the truth. It reflects a certain truth. You're a bit of hundred, you're like 150 years late. <laughs> it reflects the truth of the uh, 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 of the late 1700s at the most, early 1800s. Yeah, if you go to Raden, that was the truth there. Okay, it was the shtetl. Baranovich was a shtetl, okay, they didn't have paved roads. But you go to Grodno, you went to Slabotka, to Kovna, or to the big cities where most of the Jews lived. Bialystok, Vilna, these are big metropolises. So you're going to see some little shtetl, if you go to Berditschev, it's, 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 it's a whole man, it makes Harrisburg look like a metropolis. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a hole in the wall. Okay, so you said. But that was Berditschev. You know when that was? When was that? When, when, when did you live? When was that important? At the time of the Magad of Mizrish, my dear friends, by 1780, the Magad was dead. <laughs> We're 2023. So let's try to understand. I really, I think that people have to start thinking before you do this, and I can't make it for you because I really think this is very subjective. You have to decide what is your private goal in this trip or in any such experiences. What is your private goal in the trip? Are you looking to connect to the history of the nation? And somehow this is reminiscent of a, of a certain overall picture of Jews in a certain period. You're looking only at the, uh, at the religious observant part. Interesting. It's really myopic, okay? You're not really connecting to the socialists, you know, in the worst way possible. I don't know if you knew this back in America. It used to be W.C. Schools, Working Circle, Arbiter Ring, you know what I mean? They were Yiddishistan. They always spoke Yiddish. They were against the Zionists. They only wanted to speak Yiddish. They wanted to perpetuate the Gullus. That was a very strong movement in Polish Judaism and in Lithuanian, by the way. Very strong. Okay, they were very, very, very close with the communists and with the socialists. So, what, what are we looking at? Are we looking at a, 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 a certain aspect of religious Judaism in order to, let's say you want to do that. You want to experience, maybe your way of connecting to this history, you want, don't want to connect to the total history of the nation. You're not. You probably do better by going to Yad Vashem <laughs> or going to a, well, it used to be called, there was a museum in Tel Aviv, what it was called, Betat uh, Futsot, I think they changed its name now. Yeah. It's like Okay. Uh, okay. So, but It's part of the fiction. Uh, it's not true. I mean, look at numbers. How many people are the yeshivas? For goodness' sakes, compared to the proportion of people that were out there. Garnish uh, today. There's so religion thrives today. In Eretz Yisrael, what's Lord's Judaism is dying. Uh, I mean, Judaism for me means the nation. There's a, there's a tremendous amount of assimilation. But we're talking about here in this country. Well, thank God we're at war with the Arabs, so we don't have assimilation with the Arabs. 
we're going to have a problem with certain segments of our of our, our citizens which serve in the army also, which are not really Jewish. This, uh, we're trying to solve it. I don't know. God will help us. We'll somehow solve it. Uh, there's at least over a million people, uh, citizens of our country, which are not Jewish. That's why a certain fellow called Lieberman has a very big party. Uh, they're actually the grandsons of the people that murdered my grandparents. <laughs> Smolnitsky's grandchildren, the Kosek's grandchildren, that murdered, you know, slaughtered Jews in Ukraine. Uh, but let's, we won't talk about that, but I'm asking a serious question. So what are you looking for? You're looking to have some kind of a visual, emotional attachment to a certain segment of, uh, 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 of Judaism, which fits with the storybooks that you heard at Malka, you know, the Moshem stories or things like that. And this will make it more vivid and real, and this will connect you to what's the goal? This will connect you to what? I'd love to have this as a dialectic workshop instead of me giving you lectures. <coughs> Can anybody give me an answer? Yossi, have you done this already? No. Has anybody done this? Okay. What did you, did you have a goal when you were there last time? Or did you just go like flock behavior? Louder. I went to learn more about my history of my nation. Well, way. very myopic. You get much more by going, but that's for so. No, it's a very small part. You only went to very small places. No, we went. We, we, we saw the, the tour guide we had, which is going to also be the tour guide. Louder, but you're the not going to Ukraine, don't you understand? You didn't go to Lithuania. You didn't go to Ukraine. You didn't go to Hungary. You didn't go to Romania. You were all centered around eastern part of Poland. We went to, we went to a lot of the, the places that Rebbe was mentioning in Poland that had a lot of non-religious Jews. All Hasidish people. The people if you live, that's a very small segment of the nation. You know how many Jews live in Berlin? More Jews than lived in Warsaw. Okay? For goodness sakes. And I'm trying to say, so what you did is you, you were told that this is your connection to Jewish history, which is a very myopic approach. It's not true. In other words, you wanted a selective History, which connect you to the people that you're Shomer Mitzvahs, and therefore somehow emotionally you would connect with the Shomer Mitzvahs. We learned a lot about people who were not Shomer Mitzvahs. That what? We learned a lot about people who were not Shomer Mitzvahs or Shomer Shabbos at all. What did you, your trip taught you that? No, we went, when we went to the Warsaw Cemetery, for instance. Louder? When we went to the cemetery in Warsaw, for instance. Okay, what did you hear? We saw a lot of uh, 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 graves, and from which we learned the history about people who. We're not religious. You can go to Queens and you, there's thousands of non-religious Jews buried there. You can go to Haram Nukot. There's thousands and thousands of non-Jewish people buried there. You can go to Kiyat Shol in Tel Aviv. I can show you Bialik, Bidachevsky. I can show you Gdoyleha Maskilim there, you know. You probably get much more history of Jewish history on non-Jewish or non-religious people in Tel Aviv than you're going to get in Warsaw Seminary. That's not a reason for a trip, you understand? I'm trying to say, if that's the goal, it's very poor. It's poor. Does it make sense? I'm trying to understand. Yes. Well, I don't know what the word. You know, you, when you say the word Masora, I get very triggered. I don't know what the word Masora means. The only Masora I know in, 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 is the Masora Tershabal Peh, and that's recorded in in in, in, in Babli or Shamsi philosophy in Mechilta. Outside of that, there's no Musig in Halacha called Masora. No, it's not a relay race. Everyone has a different way of thinking. Use word in the sword for that is either ignorance or sacrilege. Fine. We're learning about the ones 
passing on the next generation. You, did you go to Vilna to the Gra? Um, did you go to Pyvalajana? Did you go to Shimon? Did you go to Bavber? Where'd you go to? You went to Bilamaila and maybe Rapsadi. You went to the Chsidish Shavelt. Certain aspects of this. You didn't even go to Bashama Kaddish. You weren't in Meshbish, I'm guessing. You weren't in Berdichip. <coughs> where were you? You were where were you? Looking carefully. They all go to Krakow, which is not the Chsidim at all. There you're going to the Ramah. Because there's a shul there, that's why they go there. And you go into the Bach, so you go into the Bach. I suggest you go to the Beis Yosef, he's in Tzvat. There's much more Chachmah and Messiah in Tzvat than there is in Krakow. Why should we learn about the... I, you can, but I, but I'm trying to understand, if that's your goal, why are you going all the way there before you finish what's here? I, I misspoke. What? I misspoke. It was a kasha. Why should we learn about the Maskilim and the... I didn't say you should. I mean, you don't see what I'm asking. I'm asking, I need a goal. I, you don't, is, are you going there for historical information? So read, so walk, read your history, get a serious course on history, and then they will show you how it was vivid and real. It's like, first read the novel, study it well, be well informed, and then I'll show you how it, 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 it plays. By showing you small little things, it's like reading, instead of reading uh, War and Peace, you see a short clip on it, and they give you background, okay, or whatever it be. Instead of reading uh, whatever only, you know, a serious novel, War and Peace is a very big book, okay, doesn't matter, okay, uh, you, it's a very big book. Okay, so you choose, you're not doing that, you're not studying it, you're not really learning it, you see a small little, uh, like a clip. That's what you're doing. Is that the way one studies a topic? Would you learn Gemara that way? Would you learn anything that way? Is that you're going there for a learning experience? Is that really true? It's like seeing a movie instead of reading a novel. You think you can get a doctorate in literature by that? No. <clears throat> I'm not trying to, I need the goal, okay? Obviously, then there's no interesting goal here. I, mean, I need a goal. Okay, let me take it further, okay? I'll do your hand soon. Okay, so one has to try to find a goal. No, first and foremost, and this is an important thing, you decide what your goal is. And then you study whatever it takes. Beforehand, you do the research. And you study it well. Or you have someone which is very well versed in the material, not some little boy which, uh, which read a little tourist pamphlet, okay? Or you read uh, Dr. Alfasi on Revelamaylach, so, okay, so he can tell you over the 15 lines and you'll sing Avram Fried's uh, Adarabah or whatever it is, or Rebbe D, I don't remember. Yossi Green. What? Yossi Green. Yossi Green, yeah, he's the Machaber, okay? Or uh, uh, you think, you think that, that was Revelamaylach, Adarabah, this is the answer Revelamaylach. Who was this guy? don't know. Did anybody ever here seriously study Naimel Melech? You want to connect to Naimel Melech, right? So you want to connect to his grave? He's dead, man. Dead bones over there rattling. You want to connect to, connect to his mind, to his soul. It's in his book. Is that way, you want to connect to the Ramah? How many Ramahs have you done? Have you done Chuvas Ramah? Did you at least learn Mechira Yayin on Megillus Esther, which is an unbelievable peerage on Megillus Esther by the Ramah? No, you don't. You didn't. You go to the morale. What do you know about the morale except that it's a myth, a myth which really didn't happen that he created the God? 
I know who made up the myth. It's so funny. It was a rabbi after originally in Warsaw. Then he lived in Toronto. His name was Rosenberg. He's the one that made this myth and the catch they caught on beautifully in all the talks and tales and, and, and Mendel the Mouse mag- Olamenu magazines. And we all grew up on, uh, on the Golem story. Never happened. Okay? But that doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Okay? He even forged a letter of the, of, of, of the Morales' son-in-law. It was caught in the forgery. Okay? There's a whole Haggadah. Of, uh, of the morale, which he forged, which he took from the place, and, and, and a letter to the morale son describing how it was made. It's already, it's a zeal from foursome, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, hello, tell me about it. Okay, so no one takes it seriously. So what do you know about the morale? Nothing. What are you going there for? First of all, he was this guy, the Ramon was a younger one. Oh. You're learning about Mitzi. Did anybody ever open up Chedusha Maralim about Mitzi? It's a big book. Do you know it exists? Look at it. Did you learn it? Maybe there's a shtickle, this is schwer, that you want to figure it out. Go daven by his favor. I'm trying to say, you want to do, you want to, is it true that you're doing this to connect to certain people? Spiritually, connect to your historical roots? Well then, the first thing you should be doing, instead of going to the Rambam's cave, learn some Rambam. <laughs> Understand who the person was through his soul, through his mind, through his values. Because that's how he lives. You know, when they say, Zarei B'chaim, Afu B'chaim, do you really think it means that Yaakov Avinu is alive? He's dead. And the Rebbe is also dead, buried in Queens. Okay, let's get this straight. Zechet Tzadik Levrocha. They said, you know, there's a din of Shiva and Shloishim on him. In Alacha, Gestorben. So what does it mean, Mazar B'chaim? It means in Olam of Pshat, he's dead. But in Olam of Jerush, he's alive. Depends. Chaim in Pshat means Neshama Batechaguf. Chaim in Drash means that he has an effect on reality which is perpetual. Yes. So as long as the Zarei Bachayim of Yaakov Avinu is alive, Yaakov Avinu has an effect, perpetual effect on history. And also, Yerechanami, Gedoyim Tzadikim B'Misosim Yosem Mechayim. If they have people which learn their Torah and follow their thinking and connect to that, then obviously, you know, Rav Nachman is definitely alive, man. Like he's flipping the minds of thousands of people. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it, right? So he's definitely alive, okay? This was the Chidush When's the last time you read a Chidush He isn't that alive. Let's be honest. A sectarian group of people. When's the last time anybody read a Divrachayim? And the Renoyim, the Haligajik of Eru. You don't even know the book exists. Okay? Sidurish and Shabbos, Shabchain Chernovus. I'm telling you all great Sidur books which you should people have to read. Okay? So they're not as. Rab Nachman is. I'm going to walk around the street saying Rab Nachman is alive. Yechi, Adin Enu, Marenu, Verab Enu, Melech HaMashiach. You know what I mean? Vosmai, it's when I say David Melchizor Chayvakayim. Are you crazy? What are you, Chabadnik? You say, you say, but Kiddush the body, right? David, Melech Yisrael, Chai, Chai. Tagid it, I'm Shuga. That's a crusader's grave. No one thinks that he's buried there. There's, there I don't want to, we're not going. That's actually a Franciscus. It's from around the crusader times when the church decided that was King David. You know, that's how it started. I just, you just want to know. Okay? It says he was buried in Ir David. For goodness sakes, Ir David is in the other, the other direction. Do you know where Ir David is? 
That's under the shiloh over there, right? Wrong place. But you know, they all go to Kaver David to come out. It's like funny. Okay? But you go. Okay. He's, whatever he lies, he's dead. Okay? Now he's dead. Now what do you mean? You say by Kiddush Levana. Three times. Jump around. You say it. And when we were a kid, we used to sing that in camp. I used to always say, Chai, Chai, Achemet. You know what I mean? That's how I used to be. I was the nasty kid in camp, so that's how I used to sing it. Okay? <laughs> what do you think when you say that? That means not, it means Chaim in what? In Oyle Madrush, the Yankov in Olochai, that means he affects history. By him, it's Pshat Zarai, by Chaim, doesn't that call him Lamed Ben Chaveritariki, the Yoldoi? So we are all children of David HaMelech. If, I'm hoping, I, I don't mean the David HaMelech, but Uri Achiti and Oisai Rakta Becher Bnei Amoy, that Madura Kam of David HaMelech, I don't think you should be learning from, but the David HaMelech of Tehillim. You're doing Shlichet Baraveir, some of you know the Sugi and Shlichet Gimel. Okay? That was a fornicator which had gave birth to a bastard, and the bastard died, and he also murdered the, uh, the husband, right? We know that. He was a pretty bad man. That was Madura Kama. Madura Basa, totally repentant, the holiest person possible. They had no Yitzhahara anymore. Literally, That's like coming from, you know. Literally, he's describing himself. He was in the pits. You guys are holier than ever he was at that stage. He was in the pits. You haven't fornicated with an HCC yet, I hope. You didn't have a mamzer yet, right? You haven't murdered anybody yet, right? So you're a very good man. You'd have to be better than Dabram was. And then afterwards, you know what I mean? Uh, woo! Right? Unbelievable. That's a biogra- autobiographical uh, thing. It's unbelievable. Okay? So he's Yichai V'Kayam? I mean, yes, he's perpetually affecting history. Right? No question about it. Okay, that I understand. That's what these things mean, okay? When a few crazy Hasidim decide to dance by the Bab Sherebbe's Leviathan, because he couldn't be dead, he's alive. He's the... Uh, you know, I was asked a question yesterday. Can I daven in a show where they say Yichai Adunenu? So I said, do daven in any show that says Dov Melch Zohar V'Kayam? Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. What they think, I'm sure that the other people think the WMS ghost is walking hard and I don't know what they think. You know, I don't know what these I'm afraid to ask people what they think when they say this. Okay? But If you know what you're talking about, it's very good. If you don't know what you're talking about, you're Meshuganer. You're not a Bikaris, you're a Meshuganah. That's all. Simple as that. So if that's the case, I'm going to say it again. Each one has to find his goal. Now, possible goals. Possible goals. It's, it's very interesting because it's created on uh, connecting to uh, almost like a romantic shtetl org, uh, type of Yiddishkeit. And you feel they were from, I also want to be from. They didn't have running water, I, that I don't want. <laughs> okay? Didn't have flush toilets, I don't know, we'll let that one go. But if it's quaint, 
It's like going to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where you see the Amishes, you know, with the funny hats and the buggies, and it takes you back to the old westerns, you know, and you feel good. Uh, and you think about it, that's, it, it works on people. That's really what's happening. You're looking for a clip uh, of something. Well, that alone, I repeat, doesn't mean it won't get you anywhere. You're wasting your time. You have to decide, okay, what do I want to get from this? No, I'm not taking questions now. Let's say you want to decide, I want to somehow identify with the poverty in the Messias Nefesh, which of Judaism went through, then it doesn't matter where, and they kept their observance of Messias Nefesh. I want to walk out with a feeling that I am so connected to Judaism, but hell and high water, in the terrible, most terrible situation of poverty, and no medicine, and no nothing, and no running, or no nothing, and up up again, I'll be medactic. Those people that you're going to see were medactic by Lachit Kachut I want to walk out with a feeling, if that's the case, nothing will budge me from my connection to Akadish Baruch and Shmir Samitzvah. That's a goal! Well, first I'll work on it beforehand for the month. And then the Madrich should be trying to show that when you go to the Shtetl. That's a goal in Avodah Hashem, which I make sense, which this becomes a vivid realization of it. Hey, yeah, you saw what they lived through. You won't get that in Grodna and Vilna, because they were living in very far. There were very rich people there. <laughs> they were living uh, quite nicely. Okay, you'll go to Raden. And you'll see the house of the Chavetz Chaim. Actually, that, they, the shack was now imported to Muncie, if you really want to know. The shack of the Chaim is not, now is in Muncie, so you can't see it anymore. Okay? <laughs> they plan to make it into a tourist trap, you know what I mean? You'll see, you're going to get people that read Ami. They'll go there and put Zetlach, you know what I mean? You know, these type of the emotional people that probably make it into a Nachman's cave or there, you know. But if you would have seen the poverty of Baranovich, and then you would have known, I'll tell you my father's own story. He was an 11-year-old child who was sent from Grodna to Baranovich to Limber Bechana. But you guys read in Kribb he heard <laughs> that you're 12 and 13. You understand? Those are, that's Kribb Shurim. The Bechana's yeshiva ended at 16. After 16, they left. Uh, it started from 11, 12 until 16. That's, it, was like a, it was like a prep yeshiva. Afterwards, you went to, to Klatsch, to Grodna, to Kamenitz, Mir. Mir was already older, Bachem, but that's where you went. So, uh, so, so, you know what? There was no dormitory there. He had a chavrusa, Zaman Rabbis, I remember him very well. His nephew was the Chaver Knesia, one of the top men of Degelator, Avram Rabbits, passed away, whatever. They slept in a barn. <laughs> no dormitory. So there was a guy which had horses and cattle, whatever was in the barn. He needed a shomer for the barn. So they, they allowed them to sleep in the barn, okay, because they would become the guards of the barn that no one would, would, would steal with poachers and his cattle or his horses, something like that. So an 11-year-old child goes to learn Tyra. Then you get a see, oh, this is what it means, of a girl in Tyra. <laughs> so forget using it on yourselves. <laughs> Understand what it means, Messiris, you know, you have a mattress. If, oh, if the lunch isn't good, I remember there was a certain period of time which I was a sick way for this place. I used to get phone calls from mothers. Today's lunch isn't good. <laughs> Hello? You know, they did today with the phones and all that. Mamish, Bishas Meister, they didn't say Bishamadin yet, and mommy's already complaining. You know, this little uh, pampered child, pumpkin rather, goes and comes, what's this? My father slept on straw. 
Okay? In a barn. You know what I mean? Why? Because that was the dormitory. There was no other dormitory. And they used to eat by balabatim. There was no kitchen. They ate every day by another balabas. And here you That's called Monsieur Snefesh Pateira. And then you say to yourself, Wow! This Judaism must be something very special. The Jews were living to live in the pits for it. They could have bettered themselves. Then you go see the beautiful universities of Krakow and the beautiful streets of Vilna. You see how you, all you had to do is walk away from religion and get yourself a decent education and you could thrive. And you contrast that to those shtetlach that you saw that people were not going to do that because people did not want to walk away from their uh, tradition. <laughs> or, uh, I didn't want to say the word Masora. Okay? Okay? You didn't want to walk away from Avodah Hashem and Yerushalayim. And they paid a price for it. Now that's a tremendous thing to learn. If that's what you're looking for. Then you ask, okay, am I also willing to pay a pound of flesh for my religion? What pound of flesh am I going to give up? Am I willing to give up? What great plans of my life am I willing to change in order to get to, to be... How, what, what mysterious nefesh will I have for Yiddishkeit and for Tyre and for development? No, everything is according to plan. Shana Aleph, Shana Bet, and this and that. Ultimately, I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> so, so, you know, so God has your uh, two years or one year, and then you're basically following whatever you're following. That's a goal. That's the goal that you see in the poverty of that world, and that doesn't matter who, what world it was. Because there was poverty in Lita, there was poverty in Hungary, so they, they, the accessibility at the moment is to Poland, because they also want to take the death gaps. So they took you there. So if that's the first thing you would get out of it. You come, a suggestion. A suggestion. I think I don't need it, because I lived in a house. That's what the, <laughs> I saw my father. But if you didn't get that, so here's a great way of getting it. Reading about it, understanding about it, learning about it. Someone should be telling you sichot about these things and learning about this idea of what you pay, what price do you pay. In Chassidus, we call it the skafia nisapcha. To what extent are you willing to break your taiva and your yetzer l'foyt shamayim? Or do you still need your taivas? At what extent, what are you going to give up l'chavit shamayim? In order to uh, bend your yetzer and to be koi for your das, das mokoi, you know God's values. They don't include having these thick steaks, you know, French, uh, what's it called again, scotch fillets and things like that. You know, decent. Uh, filet mignon is not part of the agenda of a Kodesh Baruch, I can promise you, right? Okay. Are you willing to give something up? You know it's not in this value system. What are you going to give up Lichvoidezburg? I don't mean becoming Yeshivish, Kate Yeshivish also includes a lot of Taivas. Different paraphernalia, different societies have different external paraphernalia. It really doesn't matter. I remember there was a guy here, got married recently, he had a hookah. Good boy, my class. Very good boy. Uh, excellent boy. And uh, so I sent I heard he had a hookah, I called him over and I said, listen. Bring me the hookah. So, so he bought me the hookah. You know what a hookah is, you know? <laughs> if you're yeshivish, you should know, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, so I said, listen, either I break your neck or I break this. Which one do you want? Or leave. 
get out of here. I had the rights to do these things. I was very independent. I get out. So he says, Rebbe, you're not yeshivish. Thank God. So it's yeshivish to have a hookah. He says, I know, I learned Rambam. And I know exactly what the derech of a Talmud Chacham is supposed to be like. The bush of a Talmud Chacham, the of a Talmud Chacham. It doesn't include Moshev Leitzim of a hookah. Read Rambam, Hilchus Talmud Torah. See on Hagis of a Ben Torah what it's supposed to be. It doesn't fit. Also, the, you don't have to be, look like a penguin, you know, white shirt, black thing. You know, that, that, that you have to look like. But uh, yeah, but walking around with a chveswas. Uh, I'm thinking of. <laughs> I was walking with my wife was it three years ago in the summer <coughs> in a Nordstrom's, and they were selling jeans for women. And the advertisement is, you should show your assets. So it says, what did my portfolio have to do with wearing jeans? Then I realized assets in this society means the uh, uh, back cheeks of the female. You understand? The Moshe Vleitzim Layoshav. You understand? So when I think about wearing jeans, I think about this. This is what the jeans. Rachmunal, it's lan. So that means that's not a that's not a ben Torah. Wearing a T-shirt which says, you don't know, punk is alive. Or, or, or I, I saw this guy wearing the hashtag brisk. You know what I mean? So I remember it was in Chicago. They had this high school called Brisk. So I, I said to him, I gave it the present to a Schwarzer girl. Let's see, walk around Chicago on Western Avenue, brisk, you know what I mean? That's an issue. The Rabbin says what it's supposed to be. You can wear a nice polo shirt, make sure it's blue or white or gray, that's okay. Not yellow <laughs> or red, you understand? Or uh, uh, Olive green's okay. <laughs> you got to figure out how. You don't have to be a penguin. So some of these guys look like, like they all look like penguins. They're all like, black and white. And they're all strutting. It's no character. No, that, that's anti-Semitic. But, uh, but, uh, but, 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 how are you supposed to dress? Did anybody ever learn Hilchus Tamatayra to know how you're supposed to dress? How you're supposed to walk? How you're supposed to talk? How you're supposed to eat? Rambam, Rambam, good old Rambam, Rambam, Rambam. Try it. Like, good man. You read him a lot, you don't have to go to his caver. Okay? The problem is most of you don't. So you should go to his caver. At least pray there. Basically, you know what I mean? If he's dead for you, go there. If Rambam, lay mace. So why would I want to go to his caver? There's people in Chabad that don't go to the oil, right? Because the Rebbe's alive. <laughs> anyway. So I'm trying to say, I didn't mean your school, right? No, 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 but the Ramam says not to visit Kfar. What? The Ramam says not to visit Kfar. That's not true. There's no such Ramam says don't go to Kfar. Is that Freeman told you he's off the wall? There's no such Ramam. I know, Bokhsham learned all Kisvei Rambam. Meet Chilavatsav, including the medicine. And Kisvei Rambam. Okay? My John Hanks out time is. Big signature. Okay? Right there. Right, that's one of the Zevi stories, you know, that's what they tell you guys. Okay, let's get back to here. So, Lemaisa, so I'm trying to say one thing. Yeah, you want to connect to the poverty of Judaism, the anti-Gashmis of Judaism, and through that, see, because you all come from very 
you know, comfortable communities, okay? And therefore, well, it's easy to be Jewish in a comfortable community. What price does it take to be, what are you willing to give up that comfort to really keep that Yiddish guy? And then you look at their lives, and you know they could better themselves, specifically between the two wars, where the gates were open, and everyone could have gone to us, you know, the Ostjuden could have gone to West. And there were a lot of Jews in Berlin. Yeah, right. <laughs> a bit more open-minded, okay? And there was a lot of Ascola all over Poland. Believe me, Lita was trafe. <laughs> the Emis. Okay? It was really bad news. Reb Chaimoyze, believe me, had a private Vilna was not a nice place. There was not really so much Neitzayra in Vilna. Okay? This is the Emis. No, and, uh, so you could have gone there. And they decide to stick with it. For me, that's a very inspiring reality. But only if you think about it, you went there with that purpose, you read about it, and you thought you you, you, you thought in your mind, prepared yourself with the with, with with the value system, what it means to you, and could you do it? Could you not do it? And what would you do? And then you will see and experience how people really did this. That's an unbelievable thing. That's one possible goal. I find that be a very important goal, okay? Cashing in on the, on the destitute world of the anti-Gashmis that that's going to be taking you to these little shetlers who don't have running water, okay? That's number one. That's just one. As far as going to, uh, uh, going to Hasidic heritage graves, because that's where they take them, because they, they don't exactly take it to Vilna, because you know, there's no Adrab on the grow. <laughs> what are they going to do with you? <laughs> that, you know, there were so many rebbes in Poland, so wherever you want to, you find a caver, you know what I mean? In Vilna, we didn't have so many holy people, you know what I mean? Chaimz and Raden, it's also in Poland, by the way. But they don't take you there, okay? okay? But the question is, what are you doing by going to Kvar and Now here's a question you have to ask yourself, it's very serious. What is the meaning of going to Kvar? Once again, a terrible thing that many people don't realize what they're doing. And they're pushing, praying, asking this dead man to intercede for them. Officially, they say, I'm not praying to the dead man. In the schus of the dead man, God should listen to me, right? Something like that. But it's not true, because I know Pidyonis, I've seen them, okay, in these places where they literally. And they put this kvittel by the caver. You can pick up a few kvittel with the Rebbe's caver in Queens and you'll see in there. You'll see it also in Square. And in Kiris Yoyal, if you really want to, in Monroe. Should I go on? Yeah. It's quite, quite common. You're asking the dead soul to be Mo'ir Rachman. I just want you to know the Rabban writes that this is Abayi This is not some achrin, so I couldn't care. I don't know what drushes you got. Ramban says if you do this to a malach, that's why he says to say, Machnisei Rachmei, Machnisei Rachmeinu, you should not say for the Zavay Dezor. He writes this in his drushe of Rosh Hashanah. It's also to say, I don't say it. I sing the tune, nice too. Okay? Okay? But you know, I, I sing it like I sing Dov Melchizor Chayat Shemet. You know what I mean? Uh, we're not called for Litvak, you know what I mean? But uh, 
تبليد عادي but uh, truly what are you doing why are you going to graves you know people do this I really hope you don't because a suffix of a desire that's a Ramban is quite important you know it's a big reason okay and obviously, if you're a nice person of a chassid, you can say, Hinni Mekashis, Atzmi, Benishmet, Adinayna, Moreyna, Rabbeinu, Machman, Benfege, Bechad, Tzadikim, Noiche, Elyon, they should take my feelings up to God. I know, I, I have an impression of that. They have this big settle there, and it says this. I say, yeah, you can write down, Zeh, Bebal, Po'or, and Baal is the Zel Bezach, according to the Ramban. Hinni Mekashis, Atzmi, is that you the green or something like that? Oh, Rebbe, 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 you know, right, right, right. So this is Rebbe, 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 yes, I'm a Michael. Not orthodox. A beacon is nice, I'm a Fursha, you're the green. Let's comment on. I was thinking of Fursha Janis Joplin. She didn't mean much in theology, no, neither does he. It's like a filibastora. You know, I, once say, I, I, I laugh at this, what they do. These guys took a member of Nachman. Flipped it to mean something totally not what he means, and now the whole world thinks it means that when even when God is hiding, He's always with you, right? Is that a right? Or something like that. And they all sing this song. And I asked them, Did you ever see the Mimer of Rachman inside? There's no, I'm going to teach it to you. So once I decide to do this here, and I showed what Rachman says, and he says, says the opposite. He said, every, There's nothing outside of God. And even the worst tumor of a desorin is also is what is that? That's kaiches of a kaddish baruch even mechayeh that capability of doing a desorin. Saint Paul's Church in London, the Vatican, with mechayeh mahavah that is ratzin Hashem. That's hastora shabastora, but it's not independent of a kaddish baruch hu. That's all. Doesn't say that although you're in Auschwitz, God's with you. But this is typical, right? They all sing it, and this is what they mean. I, I know, because in all these kumdits. Once again, it, it runs between ignorance or stupidity. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> Take a sentence, look it up. Right? As I said to my Shevron Shir, you're Mekayim Adla Yoda the whole year. You know? You have to become Yoda the whole year, so that on Purim you can go to Adaloi Yoda. Oh, but there's no Yoda the whole year. What do you get? You're Purim the whole year. You're Lo Yoda. That's not Das. That Das. It's not Das. So what do we do by a caver? So this is Iran. I have it in front of me. It's in Jerusha Shmini. That's a primary source. Okay. The Ranbar. Okay. Chidush Iran. You're learning about Metziah. Okay. Ron explains that the uh, existence of a Navi or a Tzaddik or a very big Talmud Chacham, you know, Kantanevsky, you know, that type of person is Mashpia, a Shefa of Torah and Chachma to the whole, his whole immediate area, and all, even to around him further in broader circles and even to the generation. And thus, people which normally don't have the kalim to bring down chachma like that to themselves, 
because they're in proximity of this person, he's like a lightning rod, and they can get more than they normally get. He, in other words, gives you kalim to receive more chachma than you would normally have on your own. This is not a chassid This fits for a name of Lamelech, unbelievably. But this actually is a ran. The ran says that is the why it was important for Elisha's cloak, Leo's cloak, to fall down when he went up, and, and Elisha took it to wear, because by doing that he got pishnayim beruchay. He got much more than he would have had on his own, because he was close to the cloak of Elio at the highest point of his nevo when he was really coming up. The shomali, you know, without a goof, so to speak. That was the highest point of Nuwa. At that point in time, the cloak fell down. That was a clea for that type of a Kedusha. This becomes a lightning rod. The Ran writes, that's the reason of the Mata of Moshe. Not that you need, what does he need the Mata for? By Mechemes HaMolek, what do you do with the, with the, with the Mata? Nothing. <laughs> he took the Mata with him. What do you do with it? Garnish put his hands up when he'd hold a stick like that, like, you know, kach, you know, that's it, you know, no, what's the stick for? Or, he was not supposed to use the stick by the, by Bemeriva. Why do you have a stick? Why do you take the stick? And the answer is because that was a kli, a, a vehicle through which God expressed himself miraculously. This becomes like a lightning rod, to bring the Shefa Eluki in this Matthias. So for Nisim to happen, he had to have that. So the Ran continues, that's why even the Kli of a profound Tzaddik, a person which brought Shekhin into the world, that is a place to have with you to when, when, when you daven, etc. Because that, is, that, that will help you in getting the Shefa in the world. The Ran, this is typical name of the Melech, you should only understand. Okay, but this is a Ran. That's why you have Reb Nachman's chair in Meishorim, or people go to 770 at the Rebbe's office to Davin. The muckers are on. The muckers are on. A chayfitz of a tzaddik. There are many places where 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 where, where the Chassidish Rebbe's give Hebi Yerusha chafatzim of the Bashem Hakadosh of this of that, and they give it to certain people for the chuppas. My brother wore as a kittel a, a shirt of the uh, 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 of the Friedrich Rebbe, verse of Yitzchok. Tert it's Iran. You like Chidusha Iran on Babutzir? Hope so. Okay, so Iran, same Iran. The Iran says that is the whole idea of going to Kfarim. When talks there about Kalev, that Kalev went to Kivrei Aves. That's the mocker of going to Kvorim. That means to say this person, his whole metzius, his goof, his atzamos, were a clee for bringing kvayt shemayim into this world. Therefore, that is a place where you can connect the kvayt shemayim. Which would mean to say, if you extrapolate logically, what said here, 
you want to daven to connect to the covered Shemayim that Rachel Imenu brought into this world. Study it. Learn it. There's tons of literature. You want to connect to the covered Shemayim that Avram Avinu brought into this world. Study it. Learn it. There's tons of literature. You want to connect, you know what? Then go to that caver and don't talk to them. They dead. But their bones are there. Or the remnants of their bones are there. Okay? That is a lightning rod for Shefa and Loki, for, for celestial um, infusion of influence. Right? And you can connect closer to that aspect of a Kaddish Boku there than anywhere else. That's the idea of Kivrit Sadiq. You go to Miran, well, I can't understand what people are. I was there on, like, on, on Purim, on Yudalad, I was in Miran. Yeah, I dive in nets, but you know, you know, I was there at eleven thirty. They were still, you know, Bokshem there's Miyanum there for for shachris and the works. I said, poor Rav Shimon, you know, he bamish that davening brachas lebatolus unsoy believe you know, knew it's kemat chatzay sayoyim and the davening shachris. Poor Rav Shimon, I felt so terrible for him. You know what I mean? About davening mincha and these guys are doing shachris. You know, the buriyachato people. So, but, but I mean to say, he says, Abrach, you know, and I feel the better of Shimon. You know what I mean? As Teresa Yumnoso, he's a Gemari, you know what I mean? It hurts. But Lemaisa, what do you pray there? You don't pray to Rib Shimon. Oh, Rib Shimon! No, Khalil Vachas, it's Treif. You understand, if you know the life of Rib Shimon, or the Torah of Rib Shimon, and that's a hell of a lot because a lot of my links and reviewed Rib Shimon all over Shas and it's all Rib Shimon by Yichoy. Hello? Yeah, you want to understand Shat and Dabashen Nimskaven or Misasek and Psikresha. So Rib Shimon. So go, break your head and then pray that you should be able to understand it. That's the best place to pray for it. You want to understand Rib Yudah, Rib Yudah by Eloi is around the corner. <laughs> That's what you're praying for. You want to go to the Ramah's grave? Well, you figure out or study what is the covered Shemaim that came down through this Neshama. It's not said, well, he printed 33 books and died at age of 33, unlike by Mary, and he was a rabbi in Krakow. That doesn't mean a darn thing. What's it got to do with you? What covered Shemaim is unique in this body, in these Atsamas that I want to connect to? This is a lightning rod for that covered Shemaim. You want to go to the morale? Believe me, it's not because he made a goyim. No. But you have to know. So either someone has to t- decide, Lemafreya, what forum you want to go to and what forum you're just going to be at. If you want to go to Kaver and Davin, otherwise don't Davin there. Or just Davin. It's a Mokkum Tvil of people. It's good to Davin. It's a minion. You know what I mean? But Lemaise, if you want to use it the way the Rishonim say you're supposed to use it, Focus on the covered Shemayim brought down to this world through this person's life, that his body was a Merkava, the was a vehicle of bringing covered Shemayim. That's what a Merkava means. It's a Gemara, by the way, also. They were a Merkava, they were a chariot. They, they moved Shemayim, they brought it down to us. The world is more godly, more spiritual, more open to religion because of Ramavinu, Yitzchakavinu, Yankavinu, Ad David Amelech, Shleimah, Vachula, and then through the different Sadiqin Shabachodor Vidor. 
There's no question. You want to go to Mezhbush, my dear friend. You know what? If you go to Berdichev, you know, and you know, you go to Annapola. You go to Annapola, okay? Oh, no, you, no, you go to Annapola. You go to Mizrich. In Mizrich, licked the Rav Zisha and the Magid. So you wouldn't begin to know what the Magid did. So I've been talked about that. But you learn the Rav Zisha's life and understand what it means to be Batl Ka'afr the Ara Mullah Kodesh Baruch I'll give you a story just to hop. This is the Heilige Fete. You know, he wasn't perceived as a big Talmudic scholar. But and the Balatanya was shuh, goina, goina. Uh, crazy, you know, it's unbelievable. I heard from a certain person, I heard from the Rigid Shavar, that there are four spore in which every letter is Meduyik. One of them is obviously Rambam. He said, also Shechon Acharav. You heard this from the Rigid Shavar himself, this actual Yosha's brother in law. Okay, you should know that Tanya is Shechon Acharav, it's an unbelievable safer. So he begged them that he should learn with him a little bit. So I said, okay, Zisha, I'll do you a favor. He was a Harusa, usually with Ravram the Malach, Ravram the Magad of his son. He was his Harusa. He was an unbelievable person. The grandfather of the Rishonah, of the Holy Rishonah. And he also Harusa of the Berdichever, which is a tremendous Tom Kochman, the Schedushim of the Berdichever. He's very honest. Awesome. Okay? But, so, so Zisha wants to learn with it. He says, okay, we'll start Mishnah. So the Rebbe starts reading, Ma'amus HaKarns, the Shema Ba'arvus. Rebzish says, what? That's how you read it? He says, how much are you supposed to read it? Ma'amus HaKarns, the Shema Ba'arvus. I promise you, I always read it, Ma'amus Yud, from the Ema of Chochme Ilor, which is Yud Chochme Ketuma, Karimus HaShema. Zisha, you continue reading that way. I can't learn with you, you know, because I want you to continue reading that way. You read that way. That's good, okay? I read it. I'll read my way. You read. Don't give up your way. So you you think of that, and you think that everything he sees, he sees me'emes hakadosh baruch and that's why he's bottle and mavutul. If you know anything about this person, this cannot no tire from him. Whatever is there is small snippets, and they're sharp. He's pushing bottle. <laughs> the the, 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 the sent someone. He had a. Uh, it was depressed. He sent him to uh, to, to Rebzisha to see uh, how does one deal with this because he was never a big by Yisurim and very poor. So he says, Zisha, how do you deal with Atzvus? I don't know. I never had it. <laughs> then be depressed about. It. He was Samach Bechelkot. So you read about things like that, and you want to be that type of a person. And you want to connect to that type of avoidance Hashem, for him is rich. To be a mistapic bemuet, to be called a bottle, krapishchina, the best place to go is the Heidegger Abzish. Nothing more than that. Believe me, it's a great place to go. But prepare yourself before. Do you know what it is to go? I don't know, I grew up in Ashtikl and Lababish. To go into Yechidus, you prepared yourself before. You went to the mikvah before, you learned the chassidus a lot before, you daven for. You're going to go into a place which hopefully the Ebersher has got the Shmaya, and there you're going to get something real. You can't go to Bermila's grave without getting a mikvah. You have to be matayah yourself. What are you looking for in his chassidus? Sit and learn. Find out. I, this is already too late to explain. I mean, I can actually do this, but... Uh, <coughs> 
Actually, most of it was mechadish. You guys don't want to know. The person which advocated the centrality of the tzaddik, which is the antithesis of Chabad, which is, it, 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 it walks away, the tzaddik shouldn't be doing anything for you. He will teach you, but you have to do it on your own. That's why Chassidus Chabad was built, I'm not talking about contemporary, this, let go, I'm not there. It's built on, you have to work, I will teach you, but you have to work on your own. Okay? In Polish, see specifically around the base medish of Naim Melech, if you read it, Naim Melech, constantly, what they call tzaddikism. The centrality that we must connect to the tzaddik, and he will help us, he will take us further. Okay? The dominance of the tzaddik, the Hasidic courts because of that, the Einlikluch, all that is pre, uh, whatever it is of the Einlikluch, I want you to understand. So, if that's what you want to connect to, bravo. <laughs> I probably think that most of that you don't want to connect to, because it's not what you grew up with, okay? But there are tremendous aspects of that person which you connect to. Maybe it should be that little settle over there that everyone knows, because it's the beginning of many Siddurim. Study that settle. Decide that you want to grow in certain aspects of that settle. Believe me, yeah. Don't sing it. That's a garnished. That's like, you know, meeting God and killing things during an ebbing and then says why. That's a good, that's the, you know, it comes and it goes, it's meaningless. <laughs> Study on it, meditate, pray for it. You're going in there, wait another two weeks, ten days. You have ten days to pray for Shaitan Shmaya in certain aspects of a decision. <laughs> and then go to this forum and ask for Shaitan Shmaya in these aspects. Figure out which ones you want to go to. I don't know what your list is. No, they're going to take the fight to the Shpetifka, you wouldn't know what to do with it, so don't go there. Okay? I'm telling you the way it is. That's the Maya. So, I look very good, Shaya Nobi. is way above me. Therefore, I can't even dream of the Kabbalah I don't even know what it is. I'm not a Nobi. So, how can you go to Rachel? Because she's a mother. <laughs> So you're going to sing that song, oh, dad, cry, mother, cry, all that. Like, oh, come on. No! Learn the Navi. Understand her life. What it means in the Koyma Shlem of Knesset the soul in our voices of Hashem, how does that translate? Focus on that and then go to Kevirachal. That's what you go for. You don't go, oh, I got this problem with tax, income tax. Rachel, can you help me? She says, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> Never heard of income tax. You think they become westernized once they go up to heaven? My portfolio is failing, Avram. No one ever had a portfolio. I was a sheep herd. You know, I was in the Bahamas, like a Chesidish Rebbe. You know, I, I was a Raya Bakr, you know what I mean? So, uh, like a lot of Rebbe are Raya Bakr. Okay. Me, I'm a pumpkin guard, right? I'm a Shemekishuyim, so I'm a Mumchim pumpkin. I'm a Lamed is a Shemekishuyim, that's where you get paid, because the Shemekishuyim. So I have my pumpkins, which I preserve, that the insects shouldn't bite them, and they should grow. But they're I'm only being paid as a babysitting service and protecting my pumpkins, and they shouldn't get eaten up by the birds. Okay? So I go to class, oh, this is my pumpkin place, and I have to make sure that the birds don't destroy them. Okay? That's my job. Okay? That's what I'm doing now. Okay? 
So you have to understand that's what we're talking about. So I'm going to say again, it can be a tremendous trip. Only if done maturely, with a clear goal, because you're not going to go to every, this grave hopping point to the other, against the Bach. What are you going to do with the Bach? It's like Shariah Novi. You have no clue about the person. You wouldn't even know the covered Shemite that he put in the world. You know nothing about the Bach. At least you would have lived the Bach's Pirish and Rus. As it's per se for Meshach, and Rus. So you get into his inner world, his consciousness, more than just the Chidusha Bach, maybe. You know what I mean? But you don't know. He's beyond you. So what are you doing there? At least a brother of me, they taught you chesed, 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 or the Akedah, so you have some opinion. You have no picture on the Bach, so you can throw a clip on the Bach. Yoel Circus, you know, he's married after his mother, named after his mother-in-law, which supported him. Circa. She was Sora, okay? You know. What are you doing there? Garnished. You want to go to the Ramah? Do something. What was the covered Shemaim around the Ramah? Not joking. That is something worthwhile. But the, so forget preparing for all of them. Prepare for one or two, but for real, and then use it wisely. If you do that, praying for Shaiti the Shmai for certain things, and also connecting to the Avodah the Shemitoichem that was a big thing. When we talk about the death camps, etc., this is something which is not. I don't have the time now. Uh, maybe I'll talk about it in my own classroom, uh, and then somehow it will be on whatever site. Okay, get my roof. <laughs>